When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. We really wanted to get through the ramp-up period, get the pads on and see where we're at. What type of matchups and combinations do we want to put together? You know, really in all three phases, there's a lot of jobs and a lot of spots on our roster that are very, very competitive for good reasons. we got some good football players that want to be a part of what we're doing. So we want to make sure we allow guys to do that, allow guys to feel comfortable in new systems while also making sure, you know, we got a mindset of having our best 53 guys available for uh, the, the Green Bay Packers. Well, the first thing we need to get Kevin O'Connell is a new microphone. Yeah, that was very cool. I had, I had, as or an executive he, producer, I was talker? cranked. No, I think it was the Vikings. I'm always... I'm always fascinated by by like press conferences like this because sometimes people are just like they aren't monitoring the levels. They just think, hey, we'll just plug all this stuff on. And there's you know the intern with oh, the boy. boom mic. That's just it, it, it is something I'm always observe. It's the same thing mm. if I, if I'm like watching a movie and there's always like a radio station involved. I'm always like curious of where where the, where the mics are, like how their placement. I just I have a lot of takes, a lot of takes. I want to ask the audience, what would you guys like to hear today? Would you like to hear more of Judd's training camp observations and notes, or do you want to hear Declan break down production audio and engineering? Very important. And XLR cables. You guys, we'll just wait while you guys Condenser type into the mic, comment section on the YouTube USB channel. Mic. Coming up no. next, when boom mics go bad. <laughs> Oh, this is Purple Daily. We have emerged into the month of August. We are in the full swing of training camp, and we are launching two Purple Daily spinoff shows within the Purple Daily umbrella of podcasts, a podcast network, if you will. Uh, so uh, in addition to these flagship Mackie and Judd, look, Maya's all Maya, excited. Maya, Maya, Nutrisource, baby. Fire it up, man. Football, oh, Nutrisource. Nutrisource. Uh, so in addition to uh, the regular daily flagship episodes of Purple Daily, starting on Mondays today, you can hear Realistic Randy Rants with Declan every single Monday and Before We Die with Jesse Pierce and Thor Nystrom every Monday and Thursday. And we're working on a couple other things as well. So check those out. Uh, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And the show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs. For any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. Plus, TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL.com, bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. And one more plug, and then we'll talk football, I swear. Uh, You guys have like a day left to get your Purple Daily and or Scornorth swag. We have a pop-up shop open until midnight Tuesday. So you got one day left, uh, well, day and a half, today and tomorrow. 
scorenorth.com slash shop. If you want your Before I Die shirts, Purple Daily hats, koozies, all items are free shipping. So get on it, scorenorth.com slash shop. And now we talk football. Judd's Vikings training camp notes. Okay, so spirited practice. Maya, go Maya. Uh, spirited practice on Saturday. Team was off on Sunday. Full pads come on today. I'll say it slowly. I'll say it again because it is football scrumptiousness. Full pads today. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. This yes it makes it makes me very excited. It very excited. I'm I'm football aroused right now. You should football be. aroused. One thousand percent. And observation, uh, one big picture wise is this: we are going to, and rightfully so, spend a lot of time talking about Kirk Cousins, the offense, Jefferson Cook, the whole thing, and that's great. And it should be much improved. It was already fairly good, but. The defense. I want to talk about the defense. I want to get into the meat and potatoes. And I want to talk in particular about what I have seen the defense doing schematically from a a Zadarius Smith and probably most importantly, Daniil Hunter standpoint. Um, And I want to talk about the excitement of seeing those guys move around over guards, over centers, um, that there is now some question about what, what, Hunter is going to do, which I don't think previously, I mean, the guy's great, right? But when healthy, I don't think previously you you said, I wonder what he's going to do here. Like he was going to try and kick the right tackle's ass, right? Um, he's now going to be lined up in different places. He's now going to stand up at times. He's now going to have a hand down at, at times. And I am just curious, health provided, to see what this can bring from a guy who is clearly, when healthy, one of the best at what he does in the entire league. So I'm going to preface my response to you by saying Mike Zimmer deserved to lose his job. What I'm about to say does not mean that I am pining for Mike Zimmer to come back in any way or defending the way that he let relationships uh, you know, fray in the building with Rick Spielman and with the players. However, you're already painting, and I'm, and I'm not even saying you're wrong. But you're painting a picture of what will Ed Donatel do with Daniil Hunter? What, how will he move this chess piece around in a way that maybe Mike Zimmer wasn't moving this chess piece around? But I think the conversation almost has to start with this chess piece is available to Ed Donatel, and it largely wasn't available to Mike Zimmer the last year and a half or so. And so late last night, as I'm, you know, I, I took a nap sort of late afternoon, early uh, evening, and I was just you. awake at. 11.30 last yeah. night. Just, that time was better. Yeah, you can't take an hour and a half nap late in the day. It just kind of throws, especially going into a Monday, it yep. just kind of throws off your sleep schedule. That doesn't work. And so I'm, I'm cruising around. I, I, the, the biggest question I had was, okay, what was the Vikings defense like with Daniil Hunter weeks one through seven last year? And then what was it like without Daniil Hunter? Because I think we look back and a lot of fans look back and just say, the defense was a disaster, blanket statement. It was atrocious all across the board, and that's why Mike Zimmer had to go. And Mike Zimmer did have to go. But if you look at weeks 1 through 7 with Daniel Hunter and then weeks 8 through 18 without Daniel Hunter, here's what it looks like. Okay, first seven weeks, the Vikings were first in sack percentage. They were sixth in total defense according to expected points added, which is one of the analytical things that front offices use to to measure their teams. Third in pass defense 
according to EPA. Wow. And seventh in pass defense success rate, which is essentially, you know, uh, on third down, if you allow a conversion, it's unsuccessful. If it's if it's sixty uh, percent or more of the yards allowed on second down, it's not successful as a defense. Forty percent or more on first down, so it's success rate. So they were again first in sack percentage, sixth in total defense EPA, third in pass defense EPA, seventh in pass defense success rate. And they allowed 22 points per game. So first, sixth, third, seventh, 22 points per game. Weeks 8 through 18, those numbers go from first to 12th, sixth to 22nd, third to 17th, seventh to 26th. And they go from 22 points per game allowed to 27 points per game allowed. Almost a full touchdown more allowed per game after Daniil Hunter was hurt. And if I remember correctly, he got hurt in the first half of that Cowboys game against Cooper Rush. Yep. And the Cowboys' offense basically splurged after Daniel Hunter was out of the game. So, again, I'm not saying, boy, look, Mike Zimmer should be exonerated. He should be brought back. But what I am saying is we're going to make a big deal out of the scheme that Ed Donatel is going to bring and look at the way that he's moving these chess pieces around. Mm-hmm. And I would argue the best schematic thing that you can do is just have Daniel Hunter on the field for more than seven games. I'll give you one more here. In those first seven games, the Vikings went three and four. But those four losses included a 14-7 to loss at home against Cleveland and a 20-16 to loss at home against Dallas with a backup quarterback that they they give up 20 points to and a game-winning drive. But when you hold a team at home to 20 points or 14 points, you should win those games. So if we just look at the Vikings defense with Daniel Hunter, it was actually one of the top 10 defenses in the NFL. And getting him back, regardless of scheme, should vault them back in that direction. Your thoughts? I think it's fair to say it both ways. So what you just said, absolutely. Like he is, when he is healthy, he is one of the best at what he does. He's not good. He's great. He can be dominant. And if you spend an entire game with him at left end or going inside, he's going to be fantastic. But I also think from a schematic standpoint that it it will be interesting to see what he can bring in matchups against linemen of lesser positions, guard. Center, because, you know, it, I think we're now in a time where with good teams, both your offensive tackles are pretty good. I feel like it used to be, well, the weak tackle goes to the right tackle. My left tackle's real good. Blind side of my uh, QB protected. Feels like we've crossed now to both your tackles are pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is no question about the, that the last two years, non-playoff years, disappointing years. You know, I, I think it's fair fair to say, to a large extent, uh, given expectations, bad years have been driven in large part by the fact that Daniil Hunter couldn't play. Look, he's played, what, six-plus games now in two years. And mm-hmm. when he misses a season, an entire year, and can't play, and you are going to go to a backup or, or make a, a trade, and Ngakwe clearly did not work out here. But the point being is, yeah, it's absolutely huge. If you give Mike Zimmer a healthy Daniil Hunter the last two years, here's my question. Is he fired? I don't know that. Well, yeah, maybe, but we, but we don't know that. Well, let's say, let's say a healthy, I mean, we don't have to relitigate this whole thing because I think we all agree that he, he should have been fired for reasons that it's almost a blessing that Daniil Hunter was stripped away so that you could sort of see the other flaws that needed to have a flashlight shined on them. Son of a, (laughs) <laughs> but like if if Daniel Hunter plays from week eight through eighteen, mm-hmm. 
they're probably not an eight win team, right? They're probably a nine or a ten win team, and they get into the playoffs. And then do Correct. you fire a coach who went to the playoffs? Maybe they win a playoff game. Uh, but in terms of looking forward, I think the the best case scenario here is that he and Zadarius Smith are both healthy. They're both playing at or near the level that they that you saw with their peak in 2019, and a refreshed scheme that allows for just some different looks that we haven't seen here with this personnel, and maybe allows. Some, and maybe you can address this, but some exotic looks in the secondary. Maybe you're running three safeties out there at times because you have three talented guys. Yeah. So the combination of scheme, but most importantly, Daniil Hunter, it's going to be really interesting to watch here as the, the season starts in about a month from now. Don't sleep on Smith, too. Um, Zadarius Smith, again, and this is all pr- predicated on one very important thing. Can they play? Uh, and Smith definitely concerns me a coming off a back injury that cost him, I think, all of last regular season, if I'm not mistaken, and he did come back for a playoff game. But the other thing, too, now is the ability to disguise looks with two guys, with two guys. And the other thing with Smith that I love is um, if he if he is playing, this guy, this guy will lead. He leads. Now, Hunter leads through great play, but I think he's a relatively quiet dude, which is absolutely yeah. fine. Who cares? Smith is a much more of an out there type of guy in in a good way. He is vocal. He is excitable, which is not a bad thing. Um, I think he's going to provide this defense with a component of intensity and and a persona that I don't think they had last year. Like Harrison Smith's great, but he's not really a rah rah guy, right? Mm-hmm. Kendrick's borders on that at times, but I but but when I watch Zadarius Smith in practice, I see a guy who embraces that role, and I think that that role can be very important. And if you're really good, it only helps you because then your your antics don't seem weird. It's like, oh, of course, this guy's good, and he he can galvanize things. So I do think that the the combination, and it's clear that uh, these two guys have become extremely close and good friends of Smith and Hunter. Um, I think it's going to be a really important chemistry thing as well, because they're both going to bring a lot on the field. And I think that they are both with their personalities. I think it's going to work out really well. I'm just thinking of vocal leaders on defense now. Definitely Zadarius Smith. I actually think, from what we've seen of Harrison Phillips early on in the first few months, and maybe you can provide some observations on this, just being field level, but he seems like a fairly outgoing vocal guy. Um, the coaching staff has already raved about Dalvin Tomlinson's leadership. Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson, fairly vocal leader. And Eric Hendricks has emerged into that a little bit more as his career has mm-hmm. has progressed. And yeah, you're right about Harrison Smith. Definitely not the most like rah-rah guy, but... He'll definitely have a conversation with someone and explain something. I mean, he yeah. is a leader and a captain out there. So, yeah, all right, let's keep going down the the list of and the and you will have a much more packed list of things after today's fully padded practice. Here, we're still sort of skimming things off of the uh, the weekend observations here. It's but, hot. Uh, it's hot. We're going to go in full pads. I mean, this is going to be as this will be today as football as you can get. It is going. They to should be make the media members wear shoulder pads. Sweating out there. football. That's what it's going to be. You're going to be sweating pigskin. Um, let's go, baby. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. So, 
we didn't get to, to this on the uh, on the special episode that we did on Sunday, Phil. But there were a couple things in the walkthrough, and I ordinarily would not talk about the, these things because there's sort of a expectation of you're not supposed to report these things. Uh, but because fans were there and were tweeting out basically all 22 pictures, um, it's going to be hard not not to address this. First of all, the first thing I saw, which we have discussed on the show and suggested, and I am yet to see this in the actual practices, uh, but they will certainly do things in walkthrough at times that they won't do in, in front of fans at practice. Three safety set, which I love. Oh, yeah. Which is um, Bynum and Harrison Smith deep, so in the ordinary safety positions. And Lewis Seen, who looks like and hits like a linebacker, is essentially in a linebacker spot. Mm. We've talked about this. Mm. We've discussed it. So it's not like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. It is exactly what. Are you supposed to be saying this right now? It's been out, it's or is, out is there. Is someone from the Vikings going to come Twitter. and tase you yeah. in the studio They might right try, now? but it's on Twitter. Be careful, dude. Oh, Vikes we, fan. Should have Judd, we should have Judd put a mask on as he's yeah. talking and disguise his voice. Once VikeFan.com Vike for life stuck it out there, guess what? It's fair game. <laughs> Fair game. I, I love that. The the plea on the big board. Please don't put videos out. Don't help our opponents. And like the biggest Viking fan Twitter accounts out there with tens of thousands of followers are just like putting out every all 22 video. It's unbelievable. <laughs> every significant, every significant thing oh, that man. they did Saturday is on Twitter right now. Yeah. With, with, with high angles. Not even like. All 22. Yeah, it's it's full all twenty two video. If you're an opposing scout, you are salivating over these videos. Matt Lafleur is like, I'm not going to Packers <laughs> practice. I'm going to watch this stuff on the Vikings for September eleventh. It is incredible. So, okay. so what was? Do you remember if you could give us sort of the eleven man alignment? So who's on the field when you had three safeties on the field? So you had you had. And by the way, I referred to him as Andrew Bynum somehow yesterday. Oh. The old Lakers. I think I've done that. Remember that too. Lakers center from like twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I wow, that popped into my head. Oh, that's pretty good, Phil. Too much basketball on my mind. But you old. have Cam Bynum and yep. Harrison Smith in yep. uh, the, the traditional safety position. So Lewis Seen is playing up close to the line of scrimmage yep. where linebackers would play. Yep. And then how many other linebackers and or... So what's your defensive front look like then? You know what? That I didn't, And are there three corners on the field? That I didn't... Who's, who's seen... That, that I could not see. That I did not okay. see. But um, I think what this gives you, though, is, is this, and I'm telling you, when you guys watch games, you are going to be absolutely floored by the fact that the safeties and linebackers are absolutely impossible at times to tell apart. Like, their builds are the same. They look the same. Lewis Seen, if you were to show me Seen, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not sure wh- where he plays, which is a tremendous advantage. Um, I will say this, and it's a walkthrough, so we certainly did not see it go through uh, the entire process. But imagine this for an opposing quarterback. Imagine you've got Bynum and Smith deep, right? And Seen is is sucked up a bit to where a linebacker would be. And now, and now pre-snap, and remember, this is all about trying to deceive pre-snap. Harrison Smith comes mm. up. So now mm. so now you've got Bynum deep, Smith moves up, Scene is up. Like there are alterations and that's the that's the entire 
thing I think that's the most important thing about where this league is going right now is it's all about how much can I fool you pre-snap? Because you think, and this is O'Connell's point, his goal offensively is to get the answers to the test before the test starts, right? So what you're trying to do as a defense is disguise things so that the quarterback says, I got the answer. And the defense says, you thought you had it. Like, so like you could, this is a cat and mouse game, big time now, and it's fantastic. So you could do, I'm just drawing some stuff up here. So you could do, and it kind of depends on like down distance. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put a third safety out there, are you swapping out a nickel corner? Are you swapping out Chandon Sullivan? Or are you swapping out a linebacker type? But then, even then, when you swap out a linebacker, you might really be swapping out DJ Wanham. Cool. If, so he, yes. here's what you could do. You could do like, Delvin and Harrison Phillips, Delvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips up the middle as part of your sort of three, four base. Mm-hmm. And then Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you, that gives you, that gives you six up front in some form. I don't know if Daniil Hunter has a hand in the dirt. Maybe Zadarius That's is on thing. two. Two feet, no hands in the dirt. You don't know, right? Right. And then your secondary would be Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum at safety, Patrick Peterson, Cam Dantzler on the outside, and then Lewis Seen is kind of a almost like he's he's almost like a nickel corner, but playing in a linebacker spot. But if you think about this, he's kind of, he would kind of be playing if if he's taking the place of a nickel corner, isn't he kind of playing the Antoine Winfield role from ten plus years ago? Yeah. Where yeah he he can cover he's not necessarily going to cover down the field, you know forty yards like Patrick Peterson or Cam Dantzler would, but he can cover. But he can also come up and and blow up a run play or a screen pass of some kind. I just love this. And then you could also, if you wanted to swap somebody out, put DJ Wanham in there uh, for just a little bit of extra pass rush. Maybe you swap out one of the two beefy guys in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about getting Andrew Booth Jr. in the mix somehow. I don't know if there's ever going to be a scenario where you have. Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, Booth, Seen, Smith, and Bynum, all six of those guys on the field at the same time, but I would be curious to see if they can make it happen. Get all six of those talented secondary players. Man, this is deception. So, so many possibilities. It's all, about the, it's all about deception. The illusion of complexity. Exactly right. That's what, what we're doing is. here. That's what we're doing here. We're moving the chess pieces around to cause massive confusion. And, and I think so... To backtrack for a second, I think why O'Connell, because like at first I I saw the the, uh, thing on the scoreboard and thought, you know, typical football paranoia. And look, to call a spade a spade, it is. But the more thought I gave, but the more thought I gave this, I also think part of the thing is he has the opportunity here. He's got some chess pieces that are pretty damn good that the Rams lacked personnel-wise. So, so like, the, the Rams are built to their strengths. O'Connell was given a team that he certainly wants to bring in strengths that, that he can take from the Rams. But there are, probably, there are probably players at positions here that the Rams didn't draft or don't care about that he has. So, to Dex's phrase, the illusion of complexity is only increased by by Matt LaFleur saying, you know what? I know what the Rams do. I know KOC well. I know what he's going to do. And then he comes out with a package and LaFleur's like, what the hell is that? So I think that that I think that helps at least explain a bit 
what the thought process is right now in trying to keep things quiet. Just mm. a guess on my part. Come on. I, I wasn't told this. Football. Mm. But you know, we know we. Oh, oh, go ahead. The one thing is, <laughs> CJ Ham. <laughs> Sorry about that. My bad. CJ Ham. Like, I mean, the Rams don't have a fullback, right? So the Vikings do. And I thought the Vikings would get rid of him, but they're not going to. They're going to use him. So, like, there's going to be there's going to be packages that O'Connell probably has dreamt up that use a fullback that will not be on tape until the Vikings run that play. Mm. So, mm. Sorry about that. I got. Let me try that. again. Yeah, let me try again. Go you ahead. want to know why the Vikings linebackers and safeties all look like they're the same size? Because they've probably been on Livia all offseason, just getting lean and mean for the football season, just like Judd is. That's exactly right. And and if they are, you know what? Good for them because I am down forty pounds, Dawn. She's down 12 plus pounds. That's right. The Zolgat household wow. is down 50 plus pounds. Wow, and now I want dude. you, I want you dude. to join us on the simple start plan. Only 59 bucks, one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person, whichever is the most convenient for you. Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Start your weight loss journey today. And you know what? In a few months, all of a sudden, all those clothes fit. You feel great. Heck, you might get outside and play football. I don't know. Livia.com. Uh, while we're talking about improving our lives here, okay, Valley Park Medical Clinic is dedicated to providing breakthrough ED remedies to men in the greater Minneapolis area. Valley Park is the only clinic in Minnesota to use the True Pulse Protocol, one of the most effective solutions for ED Available Valley Park's approach is medical. The treatments are surgery-free, drug-free, and non-invasive. So don't be embarrassed, guys. Get this area of your life handled. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. And real quick, also, let's cheers to the summer of Surly here. It's now August, which means we're into basically the third month of the summer of Surly. It's very exciting. Yep, yep. So Phil... Took a nap on Sunday, but guess what Sports Dad did? That's right. He took a trip to the refrigerator where there were furiouses in the fridge just begging Fury-eye. me, saying, saying, Sports Dad, you're going to be at training camp all day tomorrow. Drink us now. And I said, guys, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. And that's because the summer of Surly is always, it's, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. It is always, it is always summertime when you have a furious, when you have a supreme, when you have a logic bomb, it is the summer of Surly. So do what I did on Sunday. Take advantage now. I, I promise this is PG, but there, there was some text being exchanged of some cans being showed between Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggins, and Declan Goff on Friday night. Oh, my of, God. Of the Surly fridge, Phil. Phil was not wow. included, but there was, there was some cans being exchanged. I was alone on Friday night. I don't know what Judd and Chip were doing on Friday night, but there was cans being exchanged yeah. of what was being drunk, and there was plenty of summer of Surly being sent across. Text message. Chip Scoggins is in love. Yes, with Surly. With Surly. There's no I question love you about guys it. Are just showing each other your cans. Oh, we just oh, show yeah. each other our cans yeah, all the can, time. Mm-hmm. I great. encourage it. Uh, we also found out today that Surly is back in for another football season with us here on Purple Daily. So appreciate their help as we grow this thing. Um, so let's get back to Judd's camp notes here. What else do you have before we get to padded practice today? Um. Formationally, uh, I think that we are seeing Dalvin Cook now, and this comes as no, no surprise, and it was talked about during the springtime practices, Dalvin Cook being split out at times, too. Like Again, I just, the one thing I'm really, sorry about this, guys, but the one thing I'm excited about is the fact that we are going to see 
Daniil Hunter, Dalvin Cook, so many guys, Jefferson, um, used in different ways. And I just think that it's going to be, it feels, it feels like the previous coaching staff, um, not that they were bad, they weren't, but they certainly, and offensively, this is 1000% the case, they certainly weren't as creative as, yes. as we, as we requested, as fans did, right? Like, why don't you do this and this and this? Um, we're now going to see that. And it's not going to be every play, but I think what's going to happen here is things are going to now make sense. Like you're going to yeah, see they, them. They weren't, they weren't exactly innovating on offense. It, it always kind of felt like, it's, I think on the defensive side of the ball for a number of years, it felt like Mike Zimmer was ahead of the curve. He was yes. innovating. It's, it's, I, I, as I said off the top of the show, it's hard to innovate when you don't have a pass rusher. Like, and even we would, and I stand by this, but criticize him for, hey, well, Daniil Hunter's gone now. It's up to you to figure out how to use the remaining chess pieces. And the reality is when you take a guy like that off the field, you're just not going to have a top 10 defense. It's, it's going to be hard to have a top 10 defense. But, right. but on the offensive side of the ball, it has felt like they have underperformed the level of weaponry that they've had for years. The Vikings have only had one top five scoring offense in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that was the 2019 with Brett Favre at the helm with right. a much, much worse set of weapons. Like I know he had Adrian Peterson, but his number one receiver was Sidney Rice, who had one great year, the year that Brett Favre made him into a multimillionaire uh, you know, with that Seattle contract. So if you were to have given the 2009 Brett Favre, Brad Childress, by the way, kick-ass offense, yep. maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL, and then a Vikings Ring of Honor receiver and Adam Thielen, and then, oh, by the way, a really good number three receiver that can also maybe flirt with 1,000 yards, and maybe not as good of a pure runner as Adrian Peterson, but a three-down running back that can also catch passes and be out there, mm-hmm. and Irv Smith Jr. at tight end. They just How the Vikings haven't had more flirtations with top five offenses. And they've only had, in terms of scoring offenses, I th- I think they might have been eighth one year under Zimmer. And I don't know that they've crapped. Maybe it was ninth with Cousins in like 2019 with Stefanski. I think that's what it was. Yep. So they've, they've cracked the top 10. Last year, they were 14th in points per game with all these weapons. And I get the offensive line's not amazing, but the Rams had no pro bowlers on their offensive line. So and and they wound up being one of the most explosive offenses. So you can you can make it work without having perfect pieces all around. Some of it's on Kirk to be better, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's going to be scheme creativity and just using the chess pieces better, more aggressively. When's the last time that you guys watched a Viking season and thought the offense not as good because Favre was great, but thought the offense is being really creative? Like like there are some there are some cutting edge things here that I didn't expect or that are really really smart. Mm. I mean, they had, this is going to sound ridiculous because the rest of the offense was kind of a train wreck. And I think Christian Ponder was the quarterback, but the one year they used Cordero Patterson fairly correctly, where he caught like 45 passes or something. And, but that's, that's, I'm reaching there. I'd say two. I don't think it's been, it's been a long time. I'd say, yeah. I'd four. say, I'd say four. Culpepper, but even Moss, then, it's like the, the innovation was mostly just let Dante Culpepper be a 260-pound bull and run with the football. But I'm just saying for anything like and that. And throw the though. ball to Randy Moss. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just saying anything where I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, 2009 was Favre being Favre, but he wasn't 
but that that was not a schematic creativity phase, right? That's just a, a guy who was a great quarterback and at that time had an MVP type season. Like I, I don't remember watching Favre play and thinking that's a great play design. I thought, oh my god, Brett Favre just made a great throw. Yeah, I I mostly agree with that. I think you also tend to shortchange Brad Childress's kick-ass offense that he also took to you the know, playoffs with Tavares Jackson and Gus Farratt the greatest, year before. Greatest right? response to a Kevin Seifer question of all time. You still trust this? It's a kick-ass offense. It's a kick-ass offense. It is when you have the right person <laughs> driving the offense like you found. God bless T-Jack, but he was not the right guy to be driving that offense. You're right. Uh, so... Is that is that it for Judd's camp notes? Have you have you exhausted and emptied the bag? And I'm, all, and I'm probably in trouble. I mean, I probably went too yeah. far. Like I saw things on Twitter, and I know that. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm probably. I got. Let's just say this. I think today at TCO, I have to be careful. Head on a swivel. I, I have to be hey. careful. Hey, Teddy, got a minute? You're gonna get one of those from uh from Vikings PR tonight. I need you security. Got, got, got a second? Oh no, I'm talking from the fan. I I might need security here. You got, got a minute? I'll tell you, we made an editorial decision to not post something on TikTok yesterday. We did. We are doing. Scenes. We are doing our part. Whoa, you did. Okay, we did. Well, we had an all twenty-two video from someone else. Oh, it wasn't our video. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably smart from of some, you. That's probably else. A, that's you. probably a great call. I was actually on on the water, and Phil Phil put out the fire. Thank God, the executive producer was nowhere to be found during this uh, problem. <laughs> then I found it two hours later. I was like, oh, that happened. But yeah, we're fine. We're okay. Wow, the executive producer disappeared, yeah, huh? I did. Join the summer this is early. What, now, we I currently, for as critical as we've been, we have a currently a great relationship with the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. You know, we kind of no kind of rode the same no, out of town. There. No games have been played, so that's the the best part. Well, kind of loves us until a game so is played. We can, we can abide by this. I I have one last question on this. Is of course is he falling into the trap that a lot of co- Brad Childress kind of fell into this early? When you get your first head coaching job and you're trying to control all these things that you really have no control over, yes. Kevin O'Connell has, and I, I don't I mean, I don't know how much sleep he loses at night over it, but a lot. A few different times he has made it known that he would rather not have media and fans sending videos and descriptions of plays. It's like, dude, you, there's 6,000 fans watching practice. Everyone's got a smartphone. Yes. You can't control that. No. No. Coaches are, look, coaches are the biggest control freaks of all time. And and yes, they often sweat things that they shouldn't sweat because there's no sense, right? Like my whole thing is this. If I was to advise a coach, I would say focus and sweat the things that you can actually affect. So like trying to contain 6,000 people is a waste of your time. And and also, here's the thing too that I don't don't get. If you're going to do that, okay? And this is not a criticism, but it's a suggestion for what if I what was to be consulted, which I have not been. If you're O'Connell and you're like, you know what? I am really afraid the fans are going to be showing stuff. I'm trying to do things that the Rams didn't because everyone's right now watching Rams film uh, to prep for the Vikings. I would say this. Okay, Kevin, if you really want to like try and stop this, here's what we do. Because putting a note on a scoreboard is an instruction of you shouldn't do this. It's very impersonal. I would actually have him get on a mic before practice and address the fans briefly and and say, we're all on the same team here. We're trying to win. I know this seems weird, but we would really appreciate if as part of the team, you didn't film things and share them. I can't stop you, but I would really appreciate once, basically once action starts, because like if guys are going through drills, who cares, right? 
Uh, but basically, once they start to run plays, they don't want that that out. And I would address the fans and and say, you know what? We would prefer and please because you are as important as the players are. Just a bunch of BS, basically. But I think that that would have a much better chance of working than this. Don't show anything on the yeah, scoreboard. But it, but it would. But okay, I don't. Just, yeah. I think there's like five or six thousand people that can go to these practices. That's the capacity for that stadium. Okay. If you get on the microphone and tell 5,000 people, hey, we'd re- I, we can't come up there and rip your phones out of your hands, but we would really appreciate it if you wouldn't help the Packers yep. by giving them any footage of our offense from an all-22 angle here. Yes, you- if one person out of 5,000 yep. posts a video yep. and somebody else with a large amount of followers retweets it or or shares it on yeah. Instagram or whatever, yes. or TikTok, Score North. it's over. Buzz Factory. <laughs> All you guys do is click Buzz Factory. Um, Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you. I'm just saying I think putting a message on the scoreboard is probably the most ineffective way to go about what they're trying to do. I agree with you, Phil. I would say, you know what? Don't sweat it. Stuff's coming out from the Giants, the Saints. I mean, there's stuff all over Twitter. So I would say don't sweat it. are fans allowed at all of the practices or just the stadium practices? Uh, actually, these aren't stadium. It's the back fields there. That they've got three. So there, there's one stadium practice, mm-hmm. and then the the rest of the time they're on, I think it's three fields in the up on the hill in the back there. Mm-hmm. And that's but where fans, fans can see all of this, right? Are watching. All yes. The time. Yes. And fans are allowed uh, now, I think, for the rest of training camp, which I think runs now. I think the duration's two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Okay. But every team in the league deals with this. 100%. This isn't a new phenomenon. I would tell them, I would say, don't sweat it. Like, let's worry about Kirk. Yeah. Let's worry if, about Mond. That's what I would say. If there's some certain things that you'd rather withhold until, because at some point, the public will no longer be allowed at practice. Right. There's like, after three weeks, the media and the fans can't watch. The, you, the media can only watch, like, the stretching and the individual drills. Right. They can do point, all they want. Like, in two weeks. Yes. Yep. So just save some of that stuff. I think that he so. is... I. I believe from what he has said, he is not going to run in anything he considers truly proprietary in front of fans. Yeah. So okay. just don't worry about it. Oh, so some of these electric plays that we're seeing aren't even like the best plays in his no, playbook. Hell no. In fact, if he's smart, they're dummy. KJ Asborn, dummy 40 plays. yards down the field. In fact, mm-hmm. if he's smart, he's doing some, du- he's dumbing some plays up and running them. And the Packers are like, we got you. And he's like, no, you don't oh, got me. CJ Ham, 40 yards yeah. down the field. That's Real right. Out. Subterfuge. Oh, Look it up. Subterfuge. The third string center, Josh Sokol, reports eligible. It's the statue. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? No, it's all gone. (laughs) Uh, It's the annexation of Puerto Rico. That's right, Packers. You never know when it's going to strike. All right. What are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Well, this is more of an internal thing, but uh, they're saying that Jared Allen is a Ring of Honor caliber player. He will be inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor later on this season. One of the biggest and I would say uh, most effective trades in franchise history when they traded, uh, was it a first and two-thirds or two firsts and a third? Something along those lines. It was the one, Kansas City Chiefs. One, one, first. one first, a second, and a third? I forget. Yeah. Something like it. It was three draft picks and a first-round pick to the Chiefs and then a massive contract yep. to take Jared Allen from age 26 through age 32. Yep. And uh, in that six years with the Vikings, he had one of the best sack outputs in franchise history, and, and the guys above him all played a lot more games with the Vikings. So he's sixth on the Vikings' all-time sack list with 85.5 sacks, only played 75 games. I believe he's the only Viking 
mm-hmm. in the top six to average more than a sack per game. Uh, I take that back. He played 96 games, 85 sacks, yeah. so it's close. But he, but his sack rate per game, right. much higher than everybody else in the top 10 yep. on the Vikings' all-time sack list. So how will you guys remember Jared Allen, now a Ring of Honor member? Uh, I mean, one of the most charismatic players uh, in franchise history, just a dude who loved the energy and loved getting the crowd pumped up to keep throwing the clip from uh, 2012 against, I forget, the Buccaneers tackle at, at, at Thursday night football game in 2012, which the Vikings lost, by the way, but but he basically whooped them. Josh Freeman. Jo- yeah, it was yeah Josh Freeman game with the Bucs. Um, and I remember watching that game. Like I was like a, I was like a sophomore, I think, in college, and it was yeah, it was a Thursday night football game, so Thirsty Thursday, right? Like sophomore in college, all about that life, and he sacks Josh still. Freeman, and I'm still about it. Yeah, say, hasn't changed. Ten hasn't years learned. later, it still hasn't changed. Uh, but he sacked Josh Freeman. It with the whole place and at the house just the, the roof blew off, right? And and I think when you think of like that era of Vikings football, you think AP. You also think Jared Allen. Um, and he means a ton to so many Vikings fans, too, that just loved watching him play. He was worth the price of admission because you knew that dude was going to get a sack. And the Vikings have had, like, historically amazing defensive ends, yep. and he is a part of that lore. Absolutely. So he, Favre was the key ingredient in 09. Like, his finally uh, deciding that he was going to play was absolutely the linchpin to what was, until uh, the Saints game, a tremendously fun year. But Jared Allen, to me, was the first start of the spark in 08 when they got him. Because if you guys recall, they had not found a sufficient right end in ages. Ages. Mm-hmm. They they had, they tried, what, Konechi, Erasmus James. They were trying everything. And, and that trade was costly. But I think that you can safely say that that is probably one of the top three trades in Vikings history. Like yeah, that, like that, absolutely. that trade, if they don't get Jared in 08, I don't know that the whole thing with Favre comes together because Favre joined this team one, because they ran an offense that he knew uh, Two, he was dying to shove it up the Packers. You know what? But three, it was ready made. Like this team was ready to, it needed one position by then a quarterback. And I think Jared was absolutely instrumental there. So like, and, and he, he had had, what, I, I think three Deweys during his time with the Chiefs. He definitely had a falling out there. And as far as I know, he came here and was a good guy. Kept his nose clean, played well. But when you could bring in a guy who could provide the pass rush that Jared did, I think it took the Vikings from uh, other not pretty good to, holy cow, if they get Favre, they are going to take off, and they did. Yes, that was what a defensive line that was, man. Just the, the Williams wall. It is. Uh, it was the best team in the NFL in two thousand nine, and it's. I think. I think we would probably talk about that defensive line, maybe close to the level of the Purple People Leaders defensive line if they would have won the NFC Championship game and, and beat the Colts in the Super that's Bowl. A, but that's a great question you know. too. Like, what would have? How how revered would that group have been? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, I think don't don't all of them then go in. Like Pat Williams probably gets into the Ring of Honor. Kevin is Kevin already Kevin in got the in Ring last of year. Honor. Got in last year. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's right. Wow. Pat would probably go in. I don't know if Ray Edwards gets in. Uh, probably not. Ray Ray. But, no. but yeah, that, that front fine. four was unreal. So I uh, yeah, twenty two sacks in two thousand eleven for Jared Allen, and one of the great sack celebrations too. I think in 
recent NFL history, the calf roll. But he couldn't go down to a knee, correct? Because at the time it was a penalty. So, so like he would almost get. It was the most ridiculous NFL thing of all. If you go down to the ground, yes. it's a penalty. And you're right. Penalty. Okay. It's fantastic. What a bunch of BS that was. Amazing. Hey, let's welcome a new sponsor to the show here for the football season, Finch Home Solutions. Tell the audience why they should care about Finch Home Solutions, Judd. Here's why. If you're like me or Phil or Dex, guess what? Yeah. There are a lot of things you can't do. There's a lot of things around the house that you can't do. And I'm talking about electrical work. And Finch Home Solutions takes care of of that. They can take care of everything from faulty outlets, flickering lights, installing or repairing electrical panels. Need a smoke detector update? Or perhaps your entire home needs rewiring. And that makes me quake in my boots because I would have no clue. Well, they've got you covered. No job is too big or small. Go to FinchHomeSolutions.com. That's FinchHomeSolutions.com. Or call them 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com. And tell them that that your friend Zolgad told you to call because you know that they can do what we can't. And ladies and gentlemen, that is touch the wiring in our home. Uh, uh, uh. Finch Home (laughs) Solutions has you covered. Uh, Also, Federated Insurance has you covered if you're a business owner out there looking to elevate your business through risk management tools and resources. We talk about offensive line all the time on this show. Well, that's what Federated Insurance basically is. They are the uh, the Federated Shield protecting your business and looking out on the horizon with innovative, committed people guided by their core set of principles. Find out more about how Federated can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's send Judd out to training camp here, put a little sunscreen on that nose, and go take some notes of full padded men. We got some spray. Is the spray working for you? Yeah, it, it's working great. Okay. And I like the spray. It's not as messy. It's just the 30, you know, 45. What, uh, what level uh, are you 30. With? I tried 50. Dawn said, you don't need 50. That's a 30 is fine. I think she might be trying to kill me. I think she is. I, th- I think she's trying to kill me. <laughs> I think my wife is actively. She watches those shows constantly. This would be a very, very uh-huh. creative way. Oh, uh-huh. honey, you just need an SPF 10. Oh yeah, She's like, oh, yeah. They they already determined that anything over ten yeah. is uh, it's uh, harmful to your body. I want to up his life insurance a million dollars. Finch Home Solutions. Amazing. See you guys tomorrow. Purple Daily. <laughs> Hi, this is Daniel Larue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Your story. It lives in River City where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.